Amen. All right. Go ahead and go to First John tonight. First John chapter five. Tonight I'm going to share with you just the secrets of the universe and uh, give you all the answers to everything so things are always as clear as possible. And um, that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, whether it uh, whether it works or not, um, you know, that's to be seen because. Whenever you're trying to do something good, all right, you know, there's always that enemy that's out there. And whenever you're trying to get truth out, you know, there's always a lie out there that combats that truth. And you know, you've got, you know, you've got the Lord, you've also got the devil. And uh, unfortunately, while I believe this message is pretty simple in what it's teaching and uh, I think it can really I think it can help anybody and it should be easy to understand, unfortunately, there is an enemy out there. There's opposition to it. Can you imagine how easy it would be, you know, let's say, uh, trying to get votes in an election if you didn't have an opponent? I mean, think about that. You know, if you didn't have somebody out there working against you, speaking against you, but there's always that opponent. You know, you've always got uh, two sides kind of going against each other. And so, uh, what I want to talk to you tonight, you know, I want to, uh, this message, I'm hoping to use it to help you to be able to pick out the truth over the lie. There is a way to do that that the Bible teaches. And it's also something too, whether the world the world actually uses the same method in many ways. Whether they realize it or not, they do. And so, it's just a matter of instituting it in our life and then learning how to combat the enemy that goes against it. And so, the title of my message tonight is Finding Agreement. Finding Agreement. That's how we are going to figure out what's true is where there is agreement. Okay? And so uh, we're going to see a passage. Uh, let's read this passage in 1 John chapter 5, and you'll kind of see where I'm going with this and where I get the title from. But it says in verse 1 Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater For this is the witness of God, which He hath testified of His Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of His Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And so basically, the whole idea of this passage here is showing you all these things 
they're in agreement. You know, the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. We believe in the Trinity. We believe that they are all one person. And then we see in the next passage, it mentions how there's three that bear record, uh, or um, there are three that bear witness in the earth. You know, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree in one. And whenever you're trying to find truth, one thing that everybody has in common is that they want the truth. Okay, I think I think most people. I I know you know we talk about how people do want to be lied to, and I understand there are those who want to live in a fantasy fantasy world and stuff like that. But you know most people they want to know the truth. But today people are very skeptical. I mean they're more skeptical than ever. And the reason for that is while we live in an age of information, we also live in an age of disinformation. You hear people talk all the time about you know how wonderful it is that we have the internet because it's able we're able to get information out better than we've ever been able to get information out before. But with that, you've got people that are able to get lies out better than ever before. And while it yeah, it is wonderful you can get information out there, do you really think there's more truth than lies on the internet? So I mean really if you want to balance it out, I don't know if we're any better off. Okay, and you know that's not what we're talking about tonight. But the truth is, you know, we can put all that truth we want to out there, so it's available to the whole world. But you know what? For every truth we put out there, there's probably going to be a thousand lies that get put out there on the internet. I mean, just go read what people are saying on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And I mean, is a majority of it good? Is a majority of it truth? Probably not. I'm afraid most of it. Is bad. We live in an age of disinformation, and people are skeptical because of that. And you know, we've got to understand the day and age we're living in. Whenever we go out knocking on doors, it's real easy for us when we get rejected to think, "Well, you just lost your chance to go to heaven." You know, uh, you know. I hope you like it hot because you know where you're going is going to be really hot. You know, we can kind of have that attitude, but you know, we ought to be able to understand why they're so skeptical. Because there are so many liars out there. Many people, they have been taken advantage of in churches before. They've been lied to. They've bought into lies. And they've been deceived. And they are, they are just, they're skeptical. And, you know, just like you can find some, anyone out there on the internet, for example, that will agree with you on whatever it is. I mean, if, if you believe, you know, if you believe one day the apes are going to take over and we're going to be the monkeys like on Planet of the Apes or something, there's probably somebody on the internet that believes that all right? and will tell you that that is something that's about to happen. They're doing an experiment on monkeys that are going to make them smarter than us, and since they're stronger than us, they're going to take. I bet it's on there. I haven't even looked it up, but I'll bet it's there. <laughs> there's, there's any any time I've guessed it's probably out on the internet, and I've looked for it before, I found it. I mean, I've tried to make up conspiracy theories, and I can't. Somebody's already beat me to them. And so, that's just the way it is. But you know, it's the same thing in churches too. And you, know, you can come up with the goofiest idea in the world, and you can find a church out there somewhere that will agree with what you believe. That, are, that will tell you what you want to hear. And you know, and there, there are there's so many churches out there saying so many different things... You know, how do you know who to listen to? How do you figure out what's true? And for us, you know, it's real easy for us to just tell people, well, you need to listen to God and you need to listen to the King James Bible. Okay, well, we know, we understand that, but how is the world supposed to just understand? Just because you said so? 
I mean, just because Brother Lonnie came up to him and said, you ought to listen to God and you ought to listen to what it says in the King James Bible. Okay. Great. Who are you to tell me this? You know, what, you know, what makes you right over everyone else? You know, how many people go to your church that you're pastoring at, Brother Lonnie? Well, you don't pastor church, do you? Well, how many are going to Joel Osteen's church that uses other versions of the Bible? Should, wouldn't he be a better source to go to than you? Okay, and that, but that's how people think. That is what we're up against. And so, you know, how can we make sure that we haven't bought into something that's false? I mean, while it, we see the masses going to these mega churches that are just preaching lies and garbage, and while it's easy for us to look at them and shake our heads and say, man, how can these people be so deceived? Well, how do we know we're not deceived? How can we make sure that we're right? It's, it is, it's easy for us to just say, listen to God, listen to the King James Bible, but for someone who's lost, that's not going to work. And when processing information, okay, and that's something we all do, you know, what we do, one thing that we're all doing, whether we know it or know it or not, we are looking for agreement and witnesses. Okay, go to Mark chapter 14. Even, even the heathen do this. Even those who are lost, they do this whether they know it or not. That whenever you're trying to find truth, you need multiple witnesses. Like we've been seeing here in First John chapter five, it mentions you know God the Father, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. These are these three are one. You know the uh, the Father, the Blood, the Word. These three they agree in one. They are all in agreement. And then throughout First John, what it's doing, it's trying to show you how you can know you have eternal life. And if you're somebody who says that you, you know, you're saved, but you hate your brother. There's disagreement there. There's something wrong. You're not going to know you're saved. You're not going to know you have eternal life. If somebody comes along and they say, I'm saved, but they're breaking the commandments of God. There's disagreement there. And it's going to be hard for you to know you're not going to be able to know that you're saved. And so people that what the first John is trying to show is how there are certain things that should agree together. When it comes to God, He is always in agreement. God is always in agreement with Himself. He's always in agreement with His Word. That's how we can know that there's truth. And if there are witnesses out there, okay, if you are listening to someone else, there needs to be agreement with some things. And even the lost world understands this. In Mark 14, verse 55, this is while Jesus was on trial. And it says, "...and the chief priests and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put Him to death and found none. For many bear false witness against Him." Now, how did they know that it was false witness? They knew because their witness agreed not together. And there arose certain and bare false witness against Him, saying, We heard Him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But neither so did their witnesses agree together. You see, when these people are all come up, they're all speaking against Jesus, but their stories weren't lining up with each other. Notice how they said... He said He's going to destroy this temple that is made with hands. But did Jesus say that? No, He just said destroy this temple and I will build it again in three days. He spake of the temple of His body, which is a temple not made with hands. They added that part in. 
And so they obviously asked multiple people. Some people told the truth. Yeah, he said he's going to destroy the temple. Well, what temple was he talking about? Was it the one made with hands? Oh, no, he didn't say that. He just said, destroy this temple and I'm going to build it in three, three days. But then the other one said, no, oh, no, he said that. And when they heard the disagreement and the witnesses, they knew somebody's lying. Somebody's not telling the truth. That's why it's very important. You know, sometimes we don't even agree with ourselves. That's why you got to be careful too. If you ever get accused of anything by the police, even if you're innocent, lawyer up. You know why? Because if they think you did something, if you go home and your wife's dead or something, and you know you didn't do it, you don't just talk to the police. Because you're the, if you're the husband, you're the first suspect. And they are going to grill you and they are going to ask you a ton of questions. And if later on, when they're processing all the information, okay, he said he was this place at this time, and maybe you just got some things factually wrong, they'll take that to court and they'll accuse you of lying. And that can, that can hurt you bad. And so it is, it's important that you lawyer up in, in those cases because we don't even agree with ourselves sometimes. And people have hung themselves because of things like that. And so we got, we got to be very, very careful when it comes to that. But here we see in this story, their witnesses didn't agree together, so they knew that they were lying. Now, it didn't matter. It was a mock trial anyway. And even though the witnesses didn't agree together, they still had them put to death, didn't they? But that you know, but that's another story. But you know, we know that the Trinity is always in agreement. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost are always going to be in agreement. We know that the Bible is always going to be in agreement with the Trinity. Why? It's the Word of God. It's inspired by God. God, He is not going to contradict Himself. He cannot do that. We can, but God never does that. You know, so the way we're able to spot false prophets is does their witness line up with the Word of God? It, that's how we spot the false prophets. You know, is that preacher, is what he's saying, does it line up with the Scripture? If you hear me preaching something, if it lines up with the Scripture, then you can say, alright, this is good stuff. This is truth. I can listen to this. It lines up with the Scripture. But when you hear something that doesn't line up with the Scripture, it doesn't matter who it's coming from. It can come from me. It can come from whoever is the most respected preacher out there. If it doesn't line up with the Bible... You shouldn't listen to it. Why? Because you know God and His Word, they're perfect. They're always going to be in agreement. But sometimes man's not in agreement. And if it's not, don't listen to man. But when it's in agreement with the Word of God, okay, I can listen to them. I can trust them. Why? Because there is agreement. And so we do. Sometimes also, another way we can spot false witnesses, not just by the Word of God, but by the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. Okay? If we've got, if we've got God's Spirit inside of us, there are certain things that aren't just going to set well when we hear them. I mean, there's been times I've heard people preach things that I didn't even know what scripture to use to prove that what they were teaching was wrong. Have you ever been there before where you just heard something? Maybe you're watching a TV preacher on TV. Maybe you were listening to me preach. And they said something, you're just like, Something's wrong with that. There's something wrong with what I'm hearing. It just doesn't set well in your spirit. And you don't even know... You, you can't give a Scripture to refute what's been said, but you know that there's something wrong. Why? It's that Holy Spirit. What's That Holy Spirit in you is not agreeing with what that person's preaching. 
with what they're teaching. Now, be careful. You know, if I say, if I'm preaching something and and you immediately it doesn't set well with you, it's not always the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about one of the you know it could be one of those enemies working against you. But if it if it does line up with the Holy Spirit that's inside of you with the Word of God, you've got three witnesses there. You've got a preacher that's preaching it. You got the Word of God. That teaches it. You got the Holy Spirit inside of you. That's agreeing. You know, that's three witnesses all agreeing together. You can have assurance that that you're, what you're hearing is truth. But this principle of two or three witnesses, we can see it throughout the Bible. Just you don't have to turn to all of them, but just a few verses back in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse six. And the law of God says, "At the mouth of two witnesses or three witnesses, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death." But at the mouth of one witness, he shall not be put to death. Okay, when you're talking about someone's life, you do not put somebody to death just because of one witness. Because I could maybe just hate someone and think, you know what? If I accuse this person, you know, it kind of looks like they did it, and I could have them put to death. You know, I'll go and I'll testify to that. But the truth is, you can't do that. You can't listen. To just one witness, that that's very dangerous. That would that's you definitely don't want to put someone to death in that situation. It says at the mouth of two or three witnesses. Sometimes you can do it for two, sometimes, but you know, preferably three witnesses. Preferably three witnesses, all agreeing. If they're all saying the same thing, there is a good chance that that person is guilty. In Deuteronomy nineteen verse fifteen, it says, "One witness shall not rise up against a man." For any iniquity or for any sin, and any sin that he sinneth, at the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses, shall the matter be established. You know how many people get ruined because one person is convinced that they've done something wrong? I'm convinced that guy's cheated on his wife. Well, you know what? I don't care what you think, okay? Unless you've got some proof, some real evidence, you know what? Keep your mouth shut. Why? Because that happens all the time. One person will rise up and they will accuse somebody of something that they didn't do and they can ruin that person. Now, in America today, many times that's all it takes. Many times, I mean, we, you know, and, and I don't know the whole situation. I wasn't there. I, didn't, I, I, saw the, I just now saw the video the other day, but there was that shooting. I think it was one in South Carolina. And the, there was some lady that said he didn't have a gun. It was a book. And the cop shot him because he had a book in his hand. Well, everybody automatically believed it and started rioting and throwing a fit. And listen, even if that was true, you don't go riot and destroying businesses, okay? And that's a separate issue. But one person went and said, the cop shot him because he had a book in his hand, and everybody believed it. Now, it could be true. Alright? I watched a video. I couldn't tell. It didn't look like he had anything in his hand, but... I don't know. But you know what? I'm not going to go trying to hang a bunch of policemen and tearing a city apart because of what one person says. You don't do that. You're not just one witness. You've got to have two or three witnesses. And you know what? There were many other police that were around there that could have you know, testified to what happened and they should have listened to them first and to see if all their witnesses agreed together. 
But they don't these days, all it does, one person says something and everybody's rioting in the streets. Everybody's throwing a fit. I mean, people are getting hung in the courts of public opinion all the time because one person says something. One person sends out a tweet and they have got no evidence to back it up. And it's it's ridiculous. We were talking about this the other day, I believe it was when Mitt Romney was running for president. Somebody made some claim about something illegal he did with his taxes or something. And Harry Reid was saying, he was the Senate Majority Leader at the time, he was saying that we need to investigate this not because of the evidence that's against him, but because of the seriousness of the charge. And boy, he got ridiculed pretty good for that too and deserved it. You know why? You don't go and investigate somebody just because of the seriousness of the charge. I could charge you all with anything in here. I think Brother Lonnie was the mall shooter out in Washington. Okay? Well, if I don't have some evidence for that, you know, he shouldn't get investigated, okay, just because I said that. Alright? There's no evidence to back up. You don't get to just go accusing people of things. Oh, you know, I, I think, I think Brother Steve, you know, he's, he's being crooked. I think he's been, uh, cheating on his taxes. And I demand that the IRS investigate him. That would be a terrible thing to do to him, and it would be wrong if the IRS investigated him just because I said that. They called me the other day. <laughs> Remember, the IRS never calls you. So yeah, they, we got a call here the other day too, saying they were the IRS. And that's I was like, idiot. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that would be. But that would be a terrible thing. You, you, none of us want the IRS messing with us, do we? And for us to just accuse somebody of something like that, and it would be even more wicked. If just because I said that, the IRS did investigate him when I didn't produce any evidence. Just my word only. That is wicked. And we've forgotten that in our country, that there needs to be evidence that a person is innocent until proven guilty. Nowadays, somebody gets accused of something, everybody thinks they did something, and all of a sudden now they're in court, they're in jail trying to prove themselves innocent. We've got people that sit in jail for months and months waiting for their trial to prove that they're innocent when you're supposed to be innocent, they'll prove guilty. So shouldn't you not even be in jail until you've been proven guilty? I mean, our country's so messed up. And sadly, even Christian people, we're buying into these processes and we're doing the same type of wickedness towards other people. And you know, it didn't used to be that way. The world used to understand the principles of the Bible and then it's at the mouth of two or three witnesses. And it was something that was, it was taught throughout the Bible. In the New Testament, Matthew 18, verse 16, says, But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Okay? If there's, if there's a problem in the church, if somebody's lying, they're so in discord, you don't go confront them by yourself. You go and you take a, two witnesses. Okay, if there's somebody in the church and they accuse me as the pastor of maybe mishandling the money, it would be foolish of me to go confront that person by myself. Because if I do that, he could go after that and just make all kinds of claims. Oh, the pastor, you know, I I found out what he was doing. I found out he was embezzling the money and he was he was gambling away the church money and he showed up at my house and he threatened me and he did this and he did that. It would be foolish for me to do that to go by myself because then they could say whatever they want. If that was happening, if Brother and Ace you know, spreading rumors about me, you know what I need to do? I need to go get two other people in the church. And I need to take them with me 
and then go confront him because then if he's accusing me and saying, hey, the pastor said this, the pastor said that, and then the police, they investigate, they can talk to me, they can talk to the two people I had with me, and our witnesses are all going to agree together and they will know, they will know for sure who the liar is and I won't get in trouble. Okay? And this is just, this is common sense stuff that the Bible taught things that we're supposed to do. Why? Because this is how we get to the truth. Witnesses that agree together. It says in Second uh, Corinthians thirteen one, this is the third time I am coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word be established. So we see that once again, just that two or three witnesses thing. That's how we know that there's credibility. That's how we can know that something's the truth. Just because one person says something, it does not make it true. We just got to get that in our heads, folks. Just because you found one source out there on the internet, you found one person that says something that you wanted to hear that you like, that does not mean it's true. Before you go buying into anything, there needs to be two or three witnesses. Okay, so with all and so we said as we said, the Trinity, they're always in agreement with each other. Okay? The Holy Spirit is never going to lead you against what's in the Word of God. The Word of God is always in agreement with the Trinity. Okay? They, and so, that helps us to find truth. And so, with all these things being in agreement, though, why does truth seem to be so hard to come by? Shouldn't it be simple? Hey, is it in the Bible? You know, what, what's the Holy Spirit telling you? The Holy Spirit, He's not going to lead anyone astray. The Holy Spirit, He's going to lead us into all truth. But how come even saved people get led into false doctrine, get led into lies? Sometimes. You know why? Because there is also what I want to call the unholy trinity that's out there. There are three enemies against the truth that are out there that are always working against these things. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we're not going to be able to tell the difference. We can mistake some of these things that are always lies with what's true. That's why it's not as simple as cut and dry. And so what is this unholy trinity? Well, I call it the world, the flesh, and the devil. These three are working against us. And let me tell you something. The world, the flesh, and the devil, they're always in agreement with each other. They are. They're always in agreement with each other, but they're never in agreement with the Word of God. That's why you've got, that's why you can have such extremes with people. How can people be so different? Why? Well, because, I mean, they are, they're following a different trinity, I guess you could say. There is that unholy trinity. How can they be deceived? Why would people fall for that? People understand you don't just go off of one witness. No, they're going off two or three witnesses too, but they're going off the wrong two or three witnesses. And so it makes it difficult. And so what is this message of the unholy trinity? And just, just a few things. I mean, they've got a lot of lies, but a few things I want to show you that are in just direct opposition. These are huge lies that they are all promoting. They are all in agreement on these things. And this is what's you know, causing people to miss the truth in many areas. And the first thing, one thing that they're all telling us is this, follow your heart. Okay? Follow your heart. Now, what, what would that be doing? You, know, you, mean, you hear that all the time on television. Follow your heart. Just follow your heart. What does your heart tell you? Well, what does Jeremiah chapter 17... Verse 9 say, it says, The heart 
is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Why do people follow their heart? Why do people make choices that are so clearly wrong? You know why? Because they're following their heart. And the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It tricks people. You know, we're not the only ones out there that think we're right. The world thinks they're right. You know, the, I mean, you listen to these people out there, and I, and I do. I, you know, I'll, I'm all excited about watching the big debate tomorrow. I can't, I, can't, I can't wait to watch the debate. I'm hoping something's going to happen. I'm telling you, I, I've never been more excited about a debate in all my life. I, I'm really thinking we're going to see something good. But, you know, assuming we don't see anything too good, nothing happens, you know, Hillary doesn't pass out or something, we're, you're going to watch, and she is, and, and Trump too, he'll probably, you know, Throw a few lies in there too, all right? Just to be fair and balanced here. But let me tell you, she is going to lie and lie, and she's going to lie some more. And you're going to look at her, and you are going to think, how can she just lie like that? How does she do it? You know why? Because she thinks she's telling the truth. No, she knows she's lying. You know, let me tell you, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Listen, you can tell when people are lying. You know, you've been there before, parents, when your kids are lying to you. And you know it. I mean, it's all over their face. But these politicians, man, they look like they're telling the truth sometimes. How can they do that? They believe they are telling the truth. Well, what, how did they get it wrong then if they're sincere? You know why? Because they're following the unholy trinity. They're following their flesh. They're following their heart. And it is, it is deceitful and it is desperately wicked. And if you do, if you, when you follow your heart, you're just following, you're following the flesh. And let me tell you, the world, it's in agreement. If you go out there, listen, if you, if there's a, you know, one of you teenagers that are in here, okay, if you go out there and you, like, you know, Tommy, he's only 15 years old, okay? Are you 15 yet? Yeah. No, not yet. Almost 15 years old. I can't keep track of my kids' ages anymore. But you know what? If he was to decide, you know what, I like some girl, I'm ready for a girlfriend. As his parent, I'm going to say, no, you're not. You are too young. It would be foolish for you to start dating a girl. Well, you know what? If he went and got a Facebook account and went on there, you know, my dad is terrible because, you know, he won't let me have a girlfriend. I'm 15 years old and I'm in love and I just want to follow my heart. You know, he's going to get so many people just encouraging him and tell you, you just follow your heart. You do the right thing. All the movies are, that are out there where kids are in these battles between following their hearts or listening to their parents, the kid's always right. The world... I mean, they are completely in agreement with your flesh all the time. The world is completely in agreement with immorality. And so is the devil, by the way. The devil is the one that pushes all these things. The devil is the one that pushes that follow your heart mentality. They are all in agreement. And that is why people can go out and do absolute wickedness and be convinced that they're doing the right thing. You know why? They've got three witnesses all in agreement telling them that what they're doing is the right thing. And so it's got to be true. This is what my heart tells me. This is what the world is saying. Oh, and they might not acknowledge the devil, but the devil's saying it too. And so you know what? They feel great going on their merry way, destroying their lives, doing wicked. They're totally comfortable. They're completely at peace. Why? Because we're all in conflict whenever witnesses aren't agreeing together. Wait, something's wrong. 
things aren't going together here. Things aren't things aren't coming together. These witnesses are not lining up. There's something wrong. You've talked to your kids, you know, and they're all maybe there's been something that got broke, and you're all trying to find out their side of the story, and their witnesses aren't agreeing together, and you know something's wrong, and it just naturally bothers you. And but when it comes to the world, if you're or lost people, they follow that unholy trinity, and even save people sometimes. But they will be completely comfortable. Why? Because there is no conflict in those witnesses. And you can't. You can shut out the Word of God. You can shut out the Holy Spirit and not listen to what the Word of God has to say and be completely comfortable in a lie. And not even realize it because these witnesses are all in agreement. The world, another lie that the world's telling is be yourself. Just be yourself. Okay, now. You're saying you can't just be we're supposed to be fake? Is that what you're saying? No, not really. But when the world says be yourself, you know, they're basically saying, you know, just be whatever you want to be. You want to be a girl and you're a boy? Be a girl. I mean, that's what they're teaching. That literally is going on. You know, you want to be you know, there was that one lady who wants to be black, but she's white. And you know, she feels like she should be able to consider herself an African American. You know, that's just that's ridiculous, folks. And this is getting out of hand. And the thing is, you identifying with another race to me is not near as weird as identifying with another gender. It's it's not. That, that, that is not near as weird. But you know, look what Romans chapter seven, verse eighteen says. We looked at this verse this morning. He says, For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. And then if you jump down to verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me through the body of this death? When people are saying just be yourself, they're saying follow your flesh. But are we supposed to follow our flesh? The flesh, and it, it wants to sin. The flesh can only sin, and sin brings death. It brings destruction. And so when the world is all saying, you know, just be yourself, do what you want to do, be who you want to be, what they're really saying is listen to your flesh. But we've got to learn to, you know, mortify our members, to crucify this flesh. We we cannot just do whatever our flesh tells us to do. Colossians 3 5, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication. When people tell you follow your heart, that's usually the sin they're telling you to go ahead and commit. Fornication. Go ahead and be in a physical relationship. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. The wrath of God is going to be poured out in this world because of sin and immorality. And when people say, be yourself, they're saying, go ahead and do what you feel like doing be who you want to be. Be a homo. Be a whatever. And you know what? That's fine. But listen, the wrath of God's coming on this world for those things. So even, yes, we're sinners. And so within us, there may be the desire to be all kinds of terrible things, but we should avoid those things, shouldn't we? We should run from those things. We should flee youthful lust. We should follow after righteousness. We are supposed to walk in the Spirit. We're not supposed to be ourselves which is just sinful, we're supposed to try to be like Christ, aren't we? And that is what the Bible teaches. You'll find agreement with that in the Word and in the Holy Spirit that dwells in you, but your flesh will never agree with walking in the Spirit. Your flesh will never agree with living righteously. 
It doesn't do that. The flesh never is in agreement. And whether you want to admit it or not, you've got that flesh. And that's one of the things that clouds your judgment all the time. That's why you can't you struggle finding out truth. Well, I don't I don't know for sure if the Lord really wants me to do this. Well, why is it that? Is it because the scripture is not real clear? Or is that just your flesh lying to you? Oh, I really don't know if it's the Lord's will for me to commit adultery right now. Okay. Is it because thou shalt not commit adultery isn't clear enough? Or is it because your flesh just really wants to commit adultery? You know, I I don't know if the Lord, you know, I really don't know. You know, we, you know, you name it. There's so many things that's very clear in the Bible, but we struggle with these things. Why? Because our flesh does not agree. But you know what? Who cares what our flesh thinks? Who cares what our heart says? Our heart is a lie. It's a liar. It's deceitful. And so you know what? Forget what the world has to say. Another thing that the world is saying and pushing, we're all God's children. So who are we to judge? Man's basically good. Well, Brother Harshman sent me the video the Pope put out in January, one of these prayer videos, and it showed a Buddhist and a Jewish rabbi and a Muslim imam and a Catholic priest all coming together. You know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Allah. I believe in Buddha and all this. And just showing how the Pope's like, you know, we're all God's children. You know, we all have different ways, you know, of, of getting to God. And, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all good as long as we're sincere. Boy, the world is pushing that down our throats right now. This Pope is going all over the world pushing that down people's throats, and it is just an absolute lie. But here's the thing. People love hearing that. You know what? Their flesh loves that. Hey, I can be whatever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, yeah, my religion is live for the flesh. You know, I want, to, I want to be a hippie. I just want to do whatever I feel like doing. That's my religion. I want to worship Mother Earth you know, and smoke pot and do all those kind of things. You know, that, I mean, there's people that are like that. And they'll, they'll hear that thing and their flesh loves it. You know the devil loves it. Okay? And so you got the flesh, you've got the devil, and the world loves hearing that. The news media praises that. The news media loves this pope because he's not hardline like some of the previous popes. He's backing off on the things where Catholics have, you know, the Catholics are actually right a few things. You know, even a stop clock is right twice a day. But you know what? They're backing off of those things now, this new Pope. Why? Because well, that alienates too many people. And he's being all inclusive, bringing God together, and this we're all God's children. But you know what? 1 John chapter 3, verse 7 says, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. You all see that? It mentions that Cain mentions him who was of that wicked one. Okay, And this are manifest the children of the devil. All right, that, that's, this is how we know. The, the devil's got children too. We are not all God's children. That does not agree with the Word of God. That does not agree 
with the Holy Spirit. Okay, when I when I see the Pope, you know, acting like you know, saying he's a Christian and saying we're brothers, you know, with Jews and Muslims and Buddhists, no, we're not. <laughs> there's there's no connection there at all. I don't feel like there's any relation, like they're a part of my family. I have no connection with those people other than the flesh. That's it. But spiritually, zero. None. It doesn't set well. It doesn't even make sense. Romans chapter 3, verse 19. It says, What then, or uh, 3, verse 9, What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that all are under sin. He's showing you, know, we're not. Jews aren't better than Gentiles. We're all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongue they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Um, the heart... or Wrong verse there. Uh, destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. This is what man's really doing. Mankind is not all sincere. Okay, all these other religions that are out there, they aren't, you know, basically good. Man is basically evil. Man is basically wicked. And they, the poison of asps is under their lips. They're tricky. They are. They're conniving. They're deceitful. And what the Pope was saying in those videos, what he's been going around telling the world, saying we're all God's children, while it sounds so peaceful and loving, and while the world loves it, while the news media loves it, while the devil loves it, while your flesh loves it, let me tell you, that is poison. He is poisoning the minds of people with that type of language, with those words. They are lies. Man is not basically good. And when... When you have that attitude that man is basically good, then you are. You're going to see all these other people and their other religions doing their thing, and oh, you know, they're doing their best. They're trying. No, they're not. They're wicked. They're deceiving themselves. Their leaders in those religions are taking advantage of these people. They are in deception. They have been lied to. And when we see those false religions like those groups we've been mentioning. We ought to be disgusted by that. We ought to hate that. We ought to speak out against that. I'm not talking about being mean and personal and cruel with people, but you know, I'm not going I'm not going to I'm not going to link arms with those people. I'm not going to any of the ecumenical things that they have around here where all the religions come together. I'm not I'm not going to do that. Oh, it would feel good. It would make me look good. The world would like me better if I did that, but you know what? The world is, I'm sorry, the unholy trinity is not in agreement with truth. They are not in agreement with the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. They are not in agreement with the Word of God. And so I'm not going to listen to those things. I want my, I want the truth to be clear to me. I'm looking for agreement. And what I do when I see the ecumenical group doing their thing, it just, I can't make it work with the Bible. There's no agreement. I can make it work with my flesh. And see, that's the thing. With all these lies that are out there, you know, we, we've got to ask ourselves, am I following after my flesh? Am I following my heart? Am I just going along with the world? 
Is that where I'm getting my peace and my comfort? Is that where I'm finding my agreement? Or am I going off the Word of God? Am I following the leading of the Holy Spirit? That's the question we've got to ask ourselves. And be careful, your heart will lie to you. Your heart will tell you, even though you... So the Scripture is very clear. And when you come across things in the Scripture that you clearly are not following, you clearly are not in obedience to, your heart, it will deceive you into thinking you're still okay in what you're doing. But you've got to learn to say, you know what, I don't trust my heart. I do not trust this flesh. I don't care what the world's saying. I don't care what the majority thinks. The world, the flesh, and the devil are always in agreement. And when I say the flesh, I'm talking about your flesh. Your flesh will agree with the world and it will agree with the devil every time. But they will not agree with Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. They will not agree with the Word of God. So which witnesses are you going to listen to? Every one of us, we're going, you know, we do. We want that. We want that agreement. Our minds naturally want to find agreement in something. And if you miss the truth, it's because you found agreement in the world, the flesh, and the devil. You found agreement in the unholy Trinity. So when you're looking for agreement, make sure you choose the side that lines up with the Trinity, the Word of God. Don't make the mistake of following your heart. That, unfortunately, your heart will always line up with the world and the devil. So with that, let's go ahead and stand.